Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we have made it through the Sunshine Double. We have put in the books both Indian Wells and Miami. And Bryce, I tell you what, bro, Miami, Miami was popping. Miami was popping. Then it got to a new little stadium and hard rock. And, and boy, was they rocking it out or what? How did you enjoy your Miami, brother? Yeah, I I liked it. I mean, and I know I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but I'm starting <laughs> to get really used to these tournaments without the names that we're used to having over yeah. the last 20 years, and these tournaments being very enjoyable. This next gen, this next crop of people that have come through. I mean, these are interesting matchups. The tennis is good. It's exciting. I'm I'm into it. Uh, tennis is good. Tennis is good, bro. I'm telling you what. I was glued to the screen. They had a bunch of just really good matches. Of course, we know there were a lot of upsets on the ladies' side of the draw. But still, it was still a very, very intriguing uh, event. And uh, I, I just I enjoyed the whole thing, man. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so before we get started, um, you know, talking about the Miami tournament, let's let the listeners know about something special we're going to be doing next Monday. Yes. On the 11th of April. So at our normal time, well, I guess it doesn't matter because we're not going to be recording it live. They're not going to. No, we'll be on Instagram, right? Yeah, we'll be on Instagram. That's, That's right. right. Thank you. So next Monday. April the 11th at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, and that's 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, we will be doing our first collab show with the guys from At The Net Podcast. Yeah, and we're kind of (laughs) excited about it because, you know, Isaac, we've talked to them about doing something with them, and and, and we've kind of come up with something that's going to go for the year. So, Isaac, tell the listeners what we're looking at doing. Yeah, yeah, folks. So we are collabing, like Bryce said, with the fellas at At The Net, both Craig and AJ. Shout Woo! out to them both. Whoop, whoop. And, uh, man, we enjoy those guys. They have a fantastic podcast, and uh, we just enjoy you know our, our our relationship with them and so we've we we had a little uh um a kind of collab maybe about a year ago and and it just went so well and we 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 kind of reflected on that and said hey you know we should build on this and so folks we're going to be doing kind of like a four-part series similar to kind of what we did with king richard <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we're going to come at you uh, four times this year in 2022. Uh, We're calling it Brothers at the Net. (laughs) (laughs) So you got to love that, Brothers at the Net. And it's going to be Bryce, myself, AJ, and Craig. And we're going to talk tennis. We're going to recap the uh, first quarter of 2022, kind of talk about highs and and lows and all all that's in between. Right, Bryce? Right, exactly. And we'll, yeah. And we'll do that for, like Isaac said, each of the following quarters. So uh, we'll have one in early summer, one in the beginning of the fall, and we'll do one at the end of the year. Um, And it'll give us an opportunity to just kind of look back 
at each quarter of the year and see what were some of the main tennis stories that were hitting the headlines uh, during that quarter. That's right. So make sure you tune in. Once again, it's going to be on Instagram, Brothers at the Net, and uh, it's going to be fun. So definitely, definitely be in there. And, and you know, you know, we want questions. Of course, we want some interaction. That's why we're doing IG Live. So come on out and hang out with us. It should be a very, very fun <laughs> session. Right. And if you're if you're unable to make the live recording, we will be releasing it as a podcast. So you still will get the opportunity uh, to listen in and uh, hear the craziness that is Brothers at the Net. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So let's, yeah, so let's jump into this Miami thing. What do you want to do, Isaac? Uh, the, the men? Are the, no, we'll start the men. Yeah. Okay. All we'll right. start Sounds good. Yes. So once again, another tournament without the big three. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going into this tournament, of course, it being a hardcore tournament, I know we're thinking big things from Medvedev. Yes. Um, the fact that Nadal, you know, had been, you know, clowning all year. We're thinking big things for him. But really, there's like a crop of probably another 10 to 12 guys that we're just like, they're playing well, their games are coming up, you know, interesting matchups, you know. Um, Let's start taking a look, Isaac, at some of the key matchups we saw, uh, I think, starting in the round of 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, starting, you know, you're talking about Medvedev and he played Brooksby and, uh, you know, uh, a a good first set uh, from Jensen. Uh, Looks like, uh, you know, kind of ran out of gas and or Medvedev kind of started figuring things out. So he actually took that bread in that second set. But uh, regardless, uh, you know, Jensen's one of our one of our 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 bros, if you will. So uh, still he's on the come up. So I think good things are coming for him. Absolutely. And, you know, just kind of keeping it going. Her catch, you know, defending champion back. He's feeling it. Uh, He took out Lloyd Harris in the round of 16. Uh, Was looking good, looking like he had a chance to to repeat. Absolutely. Yeah, he played some good tennis. And uh, right below that, of course, we had the matchup. Uh, probably the highlight of that round, uh, CC Paz versus Alcaraz. And man, Alcaraz was like, you know what, son? That U.S. Open was not a fluke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Greek God, you can take all of that and go. <laughs> right. I got things to do. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Alcaraz showing that he's not scared of uh, CC Paz, not one bit. Uh, and took him out in straight set seven five six three, and um, and and for me, I was excited about this next match because Kachmanovic, you know, on my JB squad, had kind of a down year last year, yes. but has started this year off like gangbusters. And Taylor Fritz beat him in Indian Wells, but Kachmanovic was like, uh-uh. <laughs> he was like. Miami, just a little bit closer to Europe. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So let me go ahead and get up on you one time. And uh, he came through and and took Fritz out. 
Yeah, and a lot of people forget that Kecmanovic had those hand issues last year and during COVID. So he was dealing with a lot of injuries, and especially when you're dealing with, I think it was his left hand that he was struggling with. So if it looks like that's all healed, and man, oh man, is that young man playing some great tennis. I'm very excited for him. And not to be confused with the same hand issues that Basilishvili <laughs> and Zverev had. <laughs> Different hand issues. Yeah, those are different hand issues. This is like legitimate hand issues. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So So, then, yeah, and then going to the bottom, we have, of course, you know, that Curio Center matchup. And, you know, you got to give love to to Yannick Center for for getting past uh, Curios. I believe that was their first meeting. But still, um, for anybody to get a victory over Nick is always a good thing. And, of course, I still call it Nick beating Nick because he just, you know, that's just Nick. You know what, Isaac? I was talking to somebody earlier today, and they were asking me. They were like, you think Nick will ever win a major in singles? And I said, probably not. I said, I just can't see. As well as Nick had been playing in this just little short period of time, I can't see Nick keeping it together for seven matches, best of five. Right. I don't see it. I, yep. You know, some some baby's going to start crying, and <laughs> and he is going to lose it, and that's going to be all she wrote. Um, but he may win additional doubles titles, though. I agree. I think he. I think he. And Kokonakis, the special K, I, I feel like they're, they actually will do uh, some good things this year. Um, but I have to agree with you 100%. I just don't know that I see my boy Nick uh, uh, being able to have the fortitude to win a Grand Slam, you know, to stay there mentally to be able to do that. That, that takes a lot. And for him, yeah, that'd be tough. <laughs> what about that next one, Isaac? Man, how about Sarundalo? You got the Sarundalo brothers and... And I mean, just the fact that Francisco took out Tiafo, to me, that is a major, major scout because, you know, Tiafo's not, you know, he's not an easy out. He's a tough, tough player. Right. And true enough, it was three tough sets, two of them tiebreakers, but you got to give it to Sarundalo for hanging in there and, and getting that W. Yeah, no, he scrapped to it. And and I'm not going to lie. I was a little disappointed with this match. I wanted to see Tiafo uh, come through, but I'm trying to keep in my mind He's just coming back from injury. Although he looks really good, um, you know, it still takes a minute to get completely back into the rhythm of things. So that's right. That's right. And then next we had Rude against Nori. And, you know, that was a very um interesting match because Nori, you, you just never know what you're gonna get out of Nori, right? He's gonna <laughs> get in there, he's gonna scrap it out, but uh, I just think Rude had a little, he had better grasp on this match. Right, right. Just didn't give Nora a whole lot of room to breathe. Exactly. I, I agree with that analysis wholeheartedly, brother. And, uh, yeah, so Casper gets through that. And then you had uh, Special K, the other side, Kokonakis versus Zverev. First time they met up. And I just think Zverev's game was just a little bit too big for, for Kokonakis yeah. on this round. So yeah. just took him out in straight sets. But I tell you who his game ain't too big for <laughs> in the because <laughs> in the quarterfinals, <laughs> Rube was like, uh-uh, 
I, my daddy hit harder than this, so <laughs> I'm used to this. Come on, dude. But no, they really had a, a nice three-set match. You yeah. know, Irv even gave him a breadstick in the second set. But shout out to Rude for bringing that one through. Yeah, I thought that was a really, really good win for Casper. I think that's going to do a lot for his mental. Because, again, you know, Sasha has sort of been considered one of those, you know, top you know, young, young folks that hasn't won a major yet, of course. So for him to beat him and it be on hardcore, which yep. again, I, I, I don't think hardcore, you know, we all know clay is, is, is rude surface. So for him to be able to do this on a hardcore is very, very impressive. And you know what I'm going to say with that, Isaac, although clay is his best surface, he's a very good hardcore player. Yes, he is. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So I, I, you know, sometimes when people are, are saying about, you know, oh, well, Clay is the surface, it don't mean it ain't that good on something else, too. You know? <laughs> exactly. Because uh, he has shown actually now for a little while uh, over this whole last year that he he plays well on the hard. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and then right above that, you had Mr. Sarundalo getting past center. Unfortunately, he had to retire. So apparently... You know, his battle with Nick uh, took a little something-something out of him. Did did they say why he retired, uh, Bryce? I, You know what? I, I'd probably have changed the channel by that point. Uh, <laughs> but I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm going to just put it out there. Center is very good, clearly. Yeah. Yes. Very, very good. He is not the most exciting person for me to watch. I I I don't, like, get up and look at the order of play and be like, ooh, Center. Yeah, I got to watch center. Yeah, no. I mean, unless he's playing somebody that is really good. And Sarundalo, I mean, I didn't, I could even remember which brother this was. <laughs> I just, I don't even know if I spent a whole lot of time on this match, actually. I, I, I understand. I, he tapped out. It was quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, for, man. But for me, Isaac. Mm. It was the next match yes. that I was glued to, and that was our favorite Dungeon Boy Bone Crusher Alcaraz, who, and yes, I'm on the hype train like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been on it for a while. We're not new to it. Uh, <laughs> but like I said, Ketchmanovich um, was on my JV squad. He's recently been added back to the JV squad. And I was good with whoever won this one. And the fact that it came down to a third set tiebreaker and the ground strokes and the battling and the 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 quality of points they had, this was the future we were watching. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was the future as well as that was the best match of the tournament, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That was it was incredible. If you all did not see that match, you definitely missed a, a special event because those boys were trading strokes back and forth. They were like, I'm not giving a butt. I'm not giving up, a, you know, anything. And it was just back. And forth. You just didn't know who was going to take it. I mean, come on. You had two tiebreakers and the third set was determined in a tiebreak, 7-5. It, it doesn't get any better than that, folks. It was an incredible match. And I think Ketchmanovich was up 5-3 in the tiebreaker in the third. Mm-hmm, I believe so. So, yeah, they battle, but I, I tell you what, Ketchmanovich, if you're listening, this is your boy Bryce, you know, uh, hollered at you at the City Taste of Tennis event in Indian Wells. Look, 
I don't want you to feel bad about that L at all. You played your butt off and you have been clowning uh, since, you know, the Australian Open this year. So keep it going. You are you are clearly on the way up. That's right. That's right. Could not agree with you more, my man. And then, of course, all the way up. All the way up, all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And all the way up is that last match that we have, Medvedev versus Hercotch. And, man, I have to say, I was pretty surprised by the outcome on this one. Apparently, Hubie was like, listen, I won this last year. Anybody scared of you? Well, I don't know. I mean, now that we know about the hernia right, issue... Right. It does explain why Met because I what I could understand this match and and wait a minute before I even go there shout out to Hubie, you know for getting to win I mean he play he did play well so it's not like oh he he got a, a walkover or something right so shout right. out to him for the win but being a person who has watched Medvedev a lot mm-hmm. knowing his physical conditioning I was confused why he was bending over in between points. Right. And somebody said to me, well, it's human in Miami. I don't care. His conditioning is not fragile like that. Right. <laughs> right. And so, but, I, but we didn't know at that point right. what was going on with him. And now that we've learned about the hernia and he's already had the surgery now, um, it at least explains maybe why he wasn't a hundred percent in that match. So, um, so hopefully he gets well soon. Uh, it sounds like Medvedev is going to miss the entire clay court season, right. which he probably doesn't mind. But he did make it to the quarters of the French, so yes. that definitely will be some points lost. Right, you're exactly right. Yeah, that's gonna it's gonna be a little tough for him, but. Um... You know, I I, th- I think I think the rest actually will do him good. Again, he's reached to the top of the mountain. He's been number one. He'll get mm-hmm. back there. We all know that. So I don't think that it's that big of a of a deal at this point. You know what I mean? He's got a couple right. weeks. Um, I don't. Well, I'm not gonna say that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was about to say something real bad about one of my queens. But anyway, um, <laughs> he'll he'll make it back. He'll make it back. <laughs> gotcha. Those Isaac. You know, we had you know at the bottom we had Rude against Sarandolo. Right. And I just I just for me personally I never had high expectations for this match. Uh, I just felt like Rude was just too solid. Right, right. Um, completely, completely. And he was feeling himself after beating Zverev, so you know yep. that he was not trying to be stressed and or pressed about a Sarundalo. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, four and one, and that was no surprise. Yeah. But once again, what an amazing match between Alcarez and Herkic. Yeah, yeah really was i mean it was it was so good and and alcaraz is just showing me more and more that his 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 baseline ground stroke game is just not to be played with that, that yeah he he he's got folks scared he's got not scared y'all scared because um, <laughs> that boy can hit the ball from the baseline and he's just 
extremely creative and and Hubie is very creative as well and so for this to be two tiebreakers you know Hubie can't feel bad about that um but again Akrez is just he's clutch man he he's he's he is he's just coming through at the, at the important moments and he's making it happen and just again a very impressive win on his part so Isaac, taking this into the finals, where we all know at this point Alcaraz did beat Rude seven five four in the finals. What is the weakness on Alcaraz? Oh man, uh, you know, I, I I I still don't really know. I mean, I know that the other the tennis channel commentators were talking about that. I I just I don't see it because I feel like he's got a strong backhand, forehand serve. His movement is ridiculous. I mean, yep. that off off the off the spot, he is as quick as anybody on tour. I mean, just it's amazing how fast he is off the off the mark. And uh and he's got the mind. He's got the the creativity with his drop shots. He's not afraid to come to the net when he needs to. I think it's just keeping and corralling all of those gifts that he has. And right. I think that that's going to be his thing is as he's playing different people is just making sure that he continues to vary, you know, that skill set that he has, because it's, it's, I don't know that I see a weakness, Bryce. What about you? I'll, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. Do you see a weakness at all in his game? It's so funny because I really don't. Uh, the places that you typically see weaknesses for for younger players is their net game. Yep. Um, he looks like he know what he's doing up there to me. <laughs> um, how they handle pressure points. Yep. Um, and and being able to know how to craft a win. He's he's got that. Uh, not being overwhelmed in the big moments. I mean, he's won now what a two fifty, a five hundred, a thousand, and next to next gen tournament. Yep. I mean, um, all the things left is a major. That's it. That's all that's left, brother. And uh, might and just might get that this year. To be very it, honest with you, exactly knows how to beat the players in the top ten. Yep. <laughs> uh, has has the. Uh, the all-star coach. Yep. Yep. And the all-star mentor. Yep. I mean, yep. it seems to be a nice guy, handles the media well. Oh, okay. So, okay. So if we had to say something, uh-huh. if, you know, so that people don't think we're trying to say that he's the next coming of somebody, <laughs> you know, um, he, if, if he's going to be out there like that, he does need to start to tighten up the English. Yeah, yeah, the media piece is definitely something he'll have to. But even with that, I love his jovial nature with, uh, with you know, with the announcers. I mean, he may not, you know, understand or be able to speak as eloquently or as clearly. But I just, I just love the fact that when he was up there with Martina and I think it was Brett Haber that he, you know, just all smiles and just, I mean, he understood the questions and was answering them because you know sometimes you get folks that don't necessarily understand the question, so they'll answer it in a way and you're like. Hmm, did they actually understand what question was posed to them? I, I actually felt like he he does a great job of of the listening and understanding part. It's just getting a little bit more eloquent, like you said, as as it relates to the media. 
But I still thought it was very enduring. I don't know what it is about that dude, man. I just I just like Carlos Alcaraz. I, I do. <laughs> and, and you know what? I was starting to think about the future a little bit. And remember back in the day, we used to say, like, oh, the next big three would be Medvedev, Zverev, and Cece Posh, right? right? Right. I think the next big three, and, and when I say big three, I don't mean that they're going to match their accomplishments of mm-hmm. this big three, but in terms of just who's kind of running things, mm-hmm. I honestly think it's going to be Medvedev, Alcaraz, and a TBD for number three. Yeah, yeah. I, I do feel like there will be more people that will kind of slide through and get a major here and there. And like the, like I said, the big three were just greedy. They were just like, listen, unless you, <laughs> your name is Stan and or Andy, you yep. know. And, and, you know, and Juan, Juan, Car- uh, 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 Juan Martin de Potro, like I said, he was early on, and unfortunately he couldn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. So I think this generation, there'll be a couple more people that'll kind of slide in there and snag them, one, maybe two. But you're right. I see, I see Carlos and I see Medvedev as being the two that are going to, to hoist the, the, the largest number of, of uh, Grand Slam titles. I, I, yeah. Yeah, uh, he, he. I mean, and and the last thing that I'll say about this, so we can get off of it. Yeah, is, yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of comments online, especially on Twitter, where people are like, "Oh, you know, you guys are putting too much on him. Stop! You're overhyping him, or or whatever." L- let me tell you a little something from somebody who's been watching tennis since the seventies, right? Mm-hmm. Every now and then, you see a player come along that just has it. Right. I mean, it's just not even a question. It's like, yeah, they're going to be next next at the top of the game. And when I say top, it doesn't necessarily mean number one, but they'll be in the top five. They will be a top player based upon what you see from them very early. I mean, you saw it with Nadal. You saw it with with Federer. And there are other players that they develop over time. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. To get there. Um, you know, for me, Alcaraz is one of those type of players where it's like, I've seen enough. I, mm-hmm. I he he he's got what it takes to be at the top of the game. And somebody on Twitter was trying to say, Well, look how y'all overhyped Radikanu. Radu let, let me be real clear about something. <laughs> Radikanu and Alcaraz could not be more different. Correct. For me, to me, Raducanu, bless her heart, good player and all that, she caught a good draw and really had Layla Fernandez do all the heavy lifting, <laughs> right? And was basically like, okay, Layla, now that you're tired, right. I'm about to get up on you. No, 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 no. Alcarez is not that. Alcarez is doing his own heavy lifting. Uh and I am at 18. I cannot wait. You know, hopefully he stays healthy. I mean, that's the right. one thing that we sometimes can't control and then right. he doesn't lose his mind. Right. Uh, is that what does this guy look like at 21? I know, right? 21, 25. I mean, 25 is supposed to be when you kind of at your peak. Man, I I don't know. I'm excited. So, yes, <laughs> he is on the varsity squad now. And um, we'll be monitoring him as such. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) So let's quickly jump before we get to the 
to the women, Isaac. Let's jump to yeah. the men's doubles. Yeah, yeah. You got to give some shout outs there. And so, you know, in the semifinals, we had, uh, well, we'll start with the top one. The top one was Kuhlhoff and Neil Skupski against Bolelli and Fognini. Mm-hmm. And that interest ended up being like a, a good match, 10-5 in the match tiebreak for the third. Right, right. Yeah, the Italians are always a tough team to get past. But, uh, yeah, Kuhlhoff and Skupski did, uh, you know, they did. They put in their work. They, they got yeah. it done. Mm-hmm. But Isaac, talk to us about everyone's interest was, I think, in that bottom matchup. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, John Isner knows how to pick good doubles partners. Because um, <laughs> while Hubie Hercotch may not be a jack sock, let's not forget that he did win a, a Masters 1000 with uh, Felix, Felix uh, yeah. a year or so ago. So he knows doubles. He's got great hands, good feel at the net. You know, he worked, he put in some work at Wimbledon, so he's definitely comfortable at the net. And I just think that, um, you know, that combo is just, it, it, you know, it was solid. And I mean, you, you know, as much as, you know, we, we you know, you know, try, tr- I shouldn't say try, but as much as we kind of heckled John, John Isner and, and all that, um, you know, he, I think he learned a lot from Indian Wells. I think that he honed in on his game a bit more. And uh, he was able he, to me, he wasn't making as, you know, the, the same errors that he was making at Indian Wells. And they came through. They 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 took it to Special K again. I tell you that much. He's like Nick and uh, Coconut. Anybody scared of y'all little game? I'm seven foot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then they kept that same energy for the finals. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, isn't that crazy, Bryce? And now, you know, I I guess shout out to John Isner for winning uh, the Sunshine Devil. In yeah. Devil. You got to give it to him, man. He, he you know, he did that. And he's I, I wonder what that is going to mean for the rest of his year from a double standpoint, because, mind you, he's won the equivalent of a Grand Slam at this point. From well, a point standpoint. Right. Well, and you know what? And maybe we'll start to see a bit of a transition here. Maybe he'll be a little more in the doubles because he's sure ain't doing nothing in singles. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely uh, getting getting smacked up a bit on the single side. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what he chooses to do. All right. So let's bounce over to the women. Yes, ladies. And, um, you know, we can, uh, yeah, let, let's let's take a look at a couple of these starting in the round of 16. So, Benchish did what she needed to do against Sasnovich, two and three. She didn't seem bothered. No, no, exactly. And uh, Seville, better known as Gavrilova. Gavrilova! Uh, <laughs> right. Over Bronzetti, three-setter, you know, that was probably one I completely missed. Uh, <laughs> But actually, talk to us about Osaka and Allison Risk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's, you know, Risk is my girl, you know, but I love, loves me some Osaka, of course. Um, and, it, you know, it, I, I just, <laughs> you know, Osaka's playing good tennis right now. She's playing really, really inspired tennis. I see a level of calm in her that I wasn't seeing at the other tournaments. I think she's, you know, her, I, I think she's, like I said, she's working on it. I think she's putting in some effort and she's beginning to feel a bit more comfortable out there. So, 
So yeah, yeah. Osaka is doing things. Well, who else is doing things is your other girl, Danielle Collins. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, we love Danielle. Um, again, I know folks be trying to hate on her, but um, I, I just, I just think she's awesome. And you know, outside of being injured, if she can just keep herself healthy, that's the biggest thing for Danielle. Is, is you know, she's she's struggling right now with 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 injuries, and that's disappointing. That you know. Because she's getting great results. You're seeing her, like I said, she was in the finals of the Australian Open and really playing great tennis. But again, these injuries keep popping up that uh, keep derailing her a little bit. So that's a little disappointing. Yeah, but she was able to pull it together to get a mild upset over Jabur. Yes, yes, and that's very true. Sixteen, and so that was a good, that was a good showing. And actually, at this point of the tournament, I thought because Bedosa, I, I'm thinking she's all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played that Fruvitova, who was like the what, fifteen or sixteen year old girl, yes. seventeen or I don't know how old she is. She's young. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Bedosa did her best day in school speech tour, <laughs> uh, gave it a whole biscuit and and that six three and sent her along her way. Um, uh, and then below that you have Pagula still making people tap out with a bagel. That Nina. Yes. So that was a good win for Pagula, who's still looking good. What about the Kvitova Yakuter? Kuter, Kuter. Well, I, you know, Kuter's actually been playing some good tennis of late, uh, both on the singles and the doubles draw. So even though she lost to Kvitova, she's she's been actually showing up and playing some good ball. And um, I, I personally was very happy to see Kvitova get the win because you know she, she's of course one of my sentimental favorites always. Um, so it's nice that that she was able to 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 kind of get the victory and at least get to the quarterfinals. And I tell you what, uh, Bedosa wasn't the only one who had a stay in school speech. Fiatek <laughs> clearly wasn't hearing it from Coco Golf no. with the three and one scoreline. Yeah, Fiatek wasn't hearing it from too many folks at all. Uh, this week and much less Coco. She was like, listen, sis, this is this isn't your tournament because guess what? I'm going to be the number one come Monday. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about that. <laughs> and she also in the quarterfinals wanted to make sure that Kvitova knew that as well. Yeah, she really did that. I was like, oh, you, you, you know, come on now. Don't don't beat up on my Kvitova like that. But three and three is still respectful. It's still it's still pretty good. She got a lot more games than others did. So, uh. (laughs) So we out here counting games now, huh? Right, right. (laughs) And apparently so was Benchich in Osaka. (laughs) Uh, Apparently. Um, Yeah, they they both had a a breadstick and a whole biscuit. Um, Benchich over Seville, once again, a.k.a. Gavrilova. And... uh, like you said, if Danielle was not healthy, then Osaka clearly knew it and right. took advantage of that and and took her out two and one. And then yeah. made Bedosa tap out. Right. And I was going to ask you what you thought about that. I mean, you know, you think that Bedosa was just, you know, trying to the stress of trying to defend Indian Wells the previous week and just kind of caught up with her or. Well, they said she had a viral infection. And so they said it actually had affected her at the end of the previous match ah, against gotcha. uh, uh, Fufitova. Mm-hmm. 
But, you know, obviously thought she could she could kind of shake it off and be ready. But Pagula's like, you got to bring 100 <laughs> percent. Exactly. You don't <laughs> try to deal with me coming here limping into this match. It's like that ain't going to get it. <laughs> you know, we will have you limp back. Um, so anyway, going into the semifinals, we had two really good matchups, right? And so, yes. um, you know, uh, up top was the one that I think we really wanted to see. And that was Osaka and Benchich because Benchich had really owned their head-to-head. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how did you see that match, Isaac? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, Osaka came out. I think she had the right mental um, and and she had to fight because you you know when when someone's leading your head to head they ain't gonna be scared of you and and benches clearly was not in that first set she was like yep this is going just like the other matches and <laughs> and we 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 good and but Osaka locked in she worked hard uh, she buckled down and she was able to steal the second and third and uh, it was a really good match I actually thought. That that's something that she can build upon. And you could tell that at the end of the match, because like I said, she shed some tears. And, you know, and I think it was a matter of her just being happy to be in the fight again and 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 knowing that she couldn't she couldn't let her mental slip. Otherwise, she would have lost that match. Yeah, I agree. I was really happy to see her pull that out. That was yeah. I thought that was a big win for her. And Sriate, you know, she her song is keep it moving, Troy. You know? Um, She's like, I don't care about your millions. Exactly. Y'all yeah. get some place. Got your dollars, girl. Um, <laughs> you know, she gave it that whole biscuit. And, and look, and when I watched that match, because they're both such great players. Yes, yes. It just kind of felt like Sviatek to me just had that extra level of firepower that yep. she could pull out uh, on Pagula when she needed it. Right, and I just right, really right. felt like that was the difference. Yeah, yeah, she was able to handle those flat ground strokes, which was kind of surprising because I actually thought that that was going to give her a little bit of difficulty, given the you know the amount of spin that that she has on her shots, especially the forehand side. But she was able to get under it enough and and put her little whip on it, and it was it was like I said, very very impressive. So I tell you what. The final with Fiatek and Osaka was the final that we all wanted and needed. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, you know, if you had told us on the first day of the tournament, oh, you end up with an uh, osaka Fiatek final, we'd be like, we take that. We'll take that, absolutely. And, and clearly, <laughs> Fiatek was saying, I'll take that. Because right. uh, were you surprised with the four and bagel score? You know... The bagel to me was just, it was a lot closer than a six love set. You know, most six love sets, you just like, ooh, they got spanked up. I feel like Osaka was there. There were just back and forth break points, back and forth break points. And, and Iga just was ruthless. She was like, I am not, I'm, I'm not giving in. Not an inch, not an inch. And, and to me, it was still a very good set, even though she got served up. Um, but, but again, and I feel like she handled it in the right, you know, she had the right mental. She took a lot of good things out of that match. And I think she's, you know, she's chomping at the bit to, to get it eager, uh, you know, on a different occasion. So I, I actually liked the match and I really enjoyed, like I said, Naomi's kind of response to it, that it wasn't a, 
Because remember how she always used to say, I just, you know, how she kind of really anguished losing. And I think I didn't see that in this particular instance, which made me pretty happy. What about you, man? What did you see out of that match? Well, and one of the things that I was remembering while I was watching the match is how cool Osaka and Sviatek are. Right, right. And so I think there was a comfort there as well with Osaka playing Sviatek because it was like, yeah, she wanted to win, but if she didn't, you know, you know, she was happy for Sviatek. Right, right. And uh, and I think that that helped a lot as well. But look, I just I like the fact that Osaka was very clear about from a team standpoint, they were happy just to be back in another final. Right. Yep, exactly. So, baby steps here. You don't have to jump back out all of a sudden be hoisting <laughs> the trophy again. Look, you made it to the finals. This will build confidence. And I also heard Osaka say this year she's really trying to focus in on playing better on clay. Nice. Nice. So, it's got her motivated. She's trying to go out here and do things. Um, so just good to see her back. But Enough about Osaka. Let's talk about Sviatek. Yeah, man. This woman here, what, she made it to the semifinals of the Australian Open? I believe so, yep. Okay, so she got a semi finish at the first Grand Slam of this year. Yep. And she's won three. (laughs) Yep. Three 1,000-level tournaments already Mm -hmm. this year. Yeah. And she's going to a surface that she's won her lone Grand Slam on. Y'all. <laughs> y'all better y'all better not let this woman get too far ahead of y'all. Man, I'm trying to I, tell you. I see it in her eye. I mean, she I mean, I do. It's like she's like, oh, already gone too. Oh, I'm about to run this. I, I'm not yeah. to me. And not that there aren't people out there that can't, you know make her pause and stuff but they're gonna have to put up a good battle to make that happen because to me similar to Alcaraz I could see significant improvements in her game her defense is not to be played with Bryce she's no. she's, she's trying to give you some Kim Kleister's defense bro I mean yeah. the sliding and again the power she already has like stupid power and stupid spin on her shots um, she she is playing with the right mindset, very aggressive. I mean, a lot of these. Like, how, when do you when do you see when you can you can actually overwhelm Na, uh, Naomi from a ground stroke standpoint on a hard court? I mean, she's got that Raronska get down on the one knee yep. action, and look, she's been very open about being inspired by Rafa. Yeah. Yep. That's right. And so with all that spin and being aggressive and look, it's working out. It's working out, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I see her continuing to do major damage. My question, of course, will be similar to Rafa, how she is going to how she transitions to grass. I I still think that that one will be a little bit of a take a little bit longer for her to adapt to. But Mm -hmm. hardcore and clay. She 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 got that down, bro. She got it and down. Look, and let's be real clear. At the end of the day, grass is like what three weeks? Exactly. So it's not like it's gonna be that big of a deal. Yeah. 
So they lucky they got Wimbledon because otherwise that would be a very popular time at on uh, RCI for a lot of <laughs> tennis players. Let's just, just keep it real. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but moving over to the doubles, um, if we jump to the semifinals, I mean, mm-hmm. we had our Makoko there. Another, yes. group, you know, a showing for them making it to the semifinals of a thousand level tournament mm-hmm. and, um, and no shame going out to the top seed Cooter and Mertens. No, no, no shade whatsoever. I just, I, they had a couple unfortunate bounces going into that tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And I think that that really, that super tiebreaker rather. And I think that really just kind of pulled a lot of the air out of their sails. Um, so it was a relatively dominant 10 to, uh, super tiebreaker, but still, um, they they played well, and to get to the semifinals of a master series, that's a that's that's good work, ladies. Keep just keep keep it moving, keep it going. Right? Did you watch other doubles match? I couldn't bring myself to do it. I watched a few points. <laughs> okay. Um, it was interesting because Alexandrova is kind of a baseliner, not like uh, Zvonareva, and uh, so yeah, it was interesting doubles to say the least. So Zvonareva and Sigmund beat Alexandrova and uh, Yang. Yeah, there you go. Whatever. <laughs> uh, and it, look, it, apparently it went 13-11 in the third set match tiebreak. Yeah, yeah. But I want to give a shout-out. I mean, shout-out to you, um, Lars Sigmund, um, as well. But Zvonareva is from back in the day. Back in the day. Yes. She's out here taking out number one seeds in finals. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> seven, seven, six, seven, five over Mertens and Kudermatova. Yeah. Give this woman her flowers so she can sit down somewhere. She is doing <laughs> her thing. Shout out to Javonna Raver and Sigmund. That's right, man. Very happy for them. I was happy for them to, to get that title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Miami, man, that that was a great tournament. It it really was. And like you said, Bryce, didn't have the big names, but yet and still a very, very enjoyable, you know, two weeks uh, or week and a half, however you want to count it. I, I just enjoyed the entire tournament. And shout out to you, James Blake, as tournament director. You know, it looked like the players, like they love Miami almost as much as they love Indian Wells. Uh, uh, almost. <laughs> Almost. We know it ain't quite there. We, we ain't Indian Wells yet, but you right there, you know, uh, keep it popping. So shout out to you, James Blake, for, you know, a job well done. And, and hopefully, like Isaac, like you and I have talked about, hopefully we can maybe make it down there next year. That is the goal. Hopefully we can experience it ourselves in person, live and in person. Exactly. So. All right. Well. We have a couple of tournaments going on this week, but there's really only two of note right. to talk about. Um, which one you want to talk about first, Isaac? Um, let's uh, let's go with the ladies. Okay. So y'all, we back in Charleston. What player is that who daddy owned this tournament? Uh, <laughs> I forget her last name. I, yeah, I forget her name. She's a collegiate player, though. Yeah, wait a minute. Let me see if she in the draw in here real quick uh, for her name jump out at me. Yeah, what is her name? I always forget. Um, oh, oh, shame, shame. Oh, they may. Either she injured or they, they told her 
we might get you in the qualifying. <laughs> Man, you you're you're taking, no wild card. Wait, take it up. No. Oh no, she is in there, and she has she is as a wild card. Emma Navarro. Navarro, that's her name. Yeah. Which I should have remembered that. That's right. Yes. Nepotism at its best. So <laughs> she is. Um, uh, and look, she get frying pan served in the first round. Madison, yeah, Madison Bringle. Even though Bringle will probably put some things on her. Um, <laughs> shout out to Emma Navarro for being able to to get your annual wild card to the Charleston Open. So top <laughs> we have here. Uh, we have it's a good field. I mean, oh yeah, it is actually. We have Sabalenka, Badosa. I can't know if I can even call her the good Pliskova anymore. We might call her the all right Pliskova. <laughs> um, Jabur, Rabakina, Pagula, Fernandez, uh, Cooter pulled out because she said her 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 coins are looking pretty good from Miami. Right. Um, Madison Keys, who she got in the first round? Oh, she got a bye. She just stuck past that one. Uh, <laughs> Bitchich, Kvitova, Cornet, Sloan, Kamlanovich, mm-hmm. and right beneath her, Anasimova, Shade Shade, um, and <laughs> uh, Zhang Shui. Yes. So, you know, that's a nice 500-level tournament right there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, this is it's 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 pretty good. This should be pretty good, man. It should be a really fun tournament. So, you know, the transition to clay, even though it's green clay, I believe. Uh, but but nevertheless, uh, they they they'll they'll be working it out. Right, right. So let's jump this maybe to the semis. Who who you thinking is gonna make it to the semis? Oh man, let me. Uh... Let me see here. Um, and what I can do is I can go first. If yeah, you, you go first. I'm still kind of getting myself right here. Go okay. ahead. I think uh, and the first semifinals up top will be Pagula. Uh, I just think she can take out everybody in there. She's, you I mean, you got folks like Sabalenka, whose game just still ain't right. Allie Risk, this ain't her surface. Kathy, Mc, I mean, uh, Katie McNally, this ain't doubles. Um, you know, Sasha Vickery, I didn't even know she was back. Now, Anastova <laughs> is playing well uh, right now. I still give the edge to Bagula. Coco Vandeweghe, ain't nobody worried about her. Um, but the, <laughs> that Jasmine Paolini, who Pagula may play in the second round, could be a lengthy match, but I still expect for Pagula to get through. Right. So I have Pagula winning that one, uh, coming through in the semis there. In the next section, ooh, that's interesting because I think he could either go Rabakana or Jabur. I don't know that Jabur is on top of her game right now, so I may give that edge to Rabakina. Mm-hmm. Uh, down in the third quarter, uh, you got Layla Fernandez in there. Ooh. You got Shelby Rogers and Kai Kadepi right. and, and Sloan and, and the All Right Pliskova. Uh, <laughs> I don't, believe it or not, I'm going to go out a little bit on a limb here and I'm going to say Shelby. Mm-hmm. That's who I was gonna call, actually. Yep. If she if she gets past Kanepi in the first round, <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. But this is Clay, so she should right. be able to to do a little sums up. And Shelby's hometown girl. 
Get it correct. So she's going to be excited. That's right. right. And then in that bottom section, I ain't got to look at all them names. I'm going with Pedosa. <laughs> you so think she'll be back? You think she'll be ready? Yeah, I think she's she fine now. Um, so I'm going Pagula against Rabakana, and then Shelby Rogers against Pedosa. Okay. I am going to go with three of the four. Oh, okay. Um, I'm going to go actually with the top three and I know you're going to talk about me, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to actually put Madison Keys against Shelby. And here's the reason why I don't think that Paula is, is, is a hundred percent yet. I think when you have a bug like that, that takes you out, it's going to take you a minute to get yourself back and you're going to a different surface. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to give an edge to Madison only because she needs to play well, given the fact that she got spanked up so badly. Uh, <laughs> and she got a lot that she 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 needs to uh, get her confidence back. So I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up just a little bit. Okay, all right. Okay, so that's that's the difference. So you got Keys against Shelby, and you've got uh, Pagula against Rabakina. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who do you, who's getting to the finals? I'm gonna call Rabakina versus Shelby. Mm, okay. Okay. Um, I'm actually gonna go Pagula mm-hmm. versus Bedosa. Okay, okay. I am naming Shelby just because we did the interview. She's working towards getting her first title. I think the hometown girl is going to get it done at this tournament. I, I, uh, I, I, I would not be mad at her winning at all. I really do. I, it's funny because you, I think you've always been a little bit of a of a bigger Shelby fan than than I've been. Yeah, yeah. After we got a chance to meet her and to interview her and the whole nine, she's just awesome. I, I'm a huge fan of hers now. Um, but I do think she's going to take the beat down from Bedosa. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Bedosa winning it all. I think Bedosa, she, I think she actually believed that she had an opportunity to defend that Indian Wells title. Mm-hmm. I think I think that will be motivating for her. Gotcha. I can't I can't go against that, brother. That makes a lot of sense. All right. So now let's go to Houston, where we have uh, the Americans version of Clay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the, the Americans version and the sorry European versions uh, <laughs> of, of that. Oh, man. Get in there. So um, interesting thing to start this tournament off. Uh, rude who was the number one seed was having wisdom teeth problems. Mm. And so he has pulled out. So he was the top seed. Now, the great thing is a lucky loser got put in his place. And that lucky loser is Michael Moe. Right. So not only did brother man get put in the main draw, he got that by. <laughs> right. Um, uh, So shout out to you, Michael Moe. Let's see if you can't do something with this. But the rest of the seeded players, starting with number two, are Fritz, Opelka, Isner, Garin, Tiafo, Paul, and Brooksby. All Americans. All Americans. And I'm telling you what, they getting this thing popping from the first round. (laughs) I mean, I, you see some of these matchups, right? I, I do. I really, really do. It's it's pretty crazy. This is gonna be some good. This, this is gonna be a good tournament, man. I mean, <laughs> you got you got in the first round. You got Mackie McDonald against Kyrios. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I'm calling got, Mackie on that one, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you got J.J. Wolf, who has been playing really well. Yes. Uh, against Brooksby. I am so interested in that match because I have no idea who to call on that one. No. First <laughs> round, you got Tiafo against Giron. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Giron is not to be played with on clay, so that's going to be a tough one for Francis. Right. On clay, you got Garin against Jack Sock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be fun. Yeah, so it's some really nice matchups from the start here. So, Isaac, what are you thinking about the semis? All right. Um, I think I am going to call... Hmm. I am going to call a Mackie McDonald... JJ no Jensen Brooksby. I'm gonna call it. I'm I'm gonna actually put JB up in there. So JT rather. I'm gonna call Jensen and Mackie up top. Okay. And at the bottom, I'm gonna put Francis. Ooh, Francis against Fritz. Okay. How about well, you? Three of the four. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm um, I'm with you with Fritz. Against Francis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also agree with Brooksby, but I'm going with Tommy Paul coming out of that top section. That's the one. I just, the Tommy Paul Mackey match is the one that I think is going to come through. And I, I'm leaning towards Mackey only because I'm not really sure how Tommy is on clay. Well, I, I think he won the French Open junior title, didn't he? Oh, I think he did. Didn't he win it over Fritz? <laughs> yeah. So, I think he did. I think Clay's all right for him. <laughs> okay, I may have made the wrong choice there, but I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick yeah, with no, it. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. You know, yeah. Standing your truth. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so, what are you thinking in finals? Oh, man. Okay, finals, I am going to go with JT versus Francis. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to go. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that. I'll match you with that. Okay. There we go. There you go. Who you I'm got like, winning? I'm telling you, I am on the Brooksby train right now. Uh, I think unless you've got somebody who blows him off the court. Mm-hmm. Um. I think his game is so tricky and scrappy. I think he pulls out most of the, and his confidence is high right now. Right, right. And it's all the Americans, and you know he got, you know, he's trying to make a statement. Right, and he, he's not scared of none of these Americans. <laughs> this is true. So, but with I, that said, I'm going with Tiafo. <laughs> and you know what? You know, you know that's who I probably want to win. Right, right. Um, but I, you know. Uh, I think it was that comment that you just said, though. If anyone can blow Brooksby off the court, it would be Tiafo. Right. He's going to be hitting his, you know, his show-stopping shots, you know, his Guy Mofi shots. And if they are connecting, I think he, he can be he can be JT. But it's going to be a good match. I predict I would predict a three a three setter. That's for sure. All right. Well, I tell you what, 
you know, you got a lot of these people, you know, paired up in the doubles here, but there's only really one team that I think we are excited about, and that's uh, Wild Card, yep. uh, Curios and Sock. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, they're just rotating partners left and right here, so, you know. <laughs> right. And when I look at everybody else that's in doubles draw, there's no reason why they shouldn't win this. I would agree with that. Unless, like I said, you know, somebody blows their nose too hard in the <laughs> stadium and curious goes on a walkabout. Yeah, but I think when he's playing doubles, though, he does a lot better with a from a focus standpoint, though. I think he does. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. If they don't win this, I would be really surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll keep our good eye out on, on this one. That's right. That's right. So, hey, man, so that's that's a good review. It feels like we haven't done that in a while. It, it does. It feels kind of kind of wild. I think because of the fact that with Indian Wells and, and Miami, they're kind of two weeks. So, you know, and we had, of course, our King Richards uh, uh, four parter up in there. And it's been, we've been busy, y'all. We've been busy. But this has been good. This felt this felt good. Right. So here's our, our list of reminders. So Isaac just mentioned if you have not checked out our King Richard four-part behind-the-scenes series, please do. We've got a lot of really good compliments on this. Um, you know, no other place that you can go where you'll be able to hear from the producer, the screenwriter, the director, executive producer, you know, the process of making this film. And in case you don't have the time to sit down and to watch each one of the individual interviews, if you go out there to our website or to our YouTube channel, we did do a highlights video. That is a 30-minute, basically, summary. It's a highlight of those four uh, videos. So check that out for real. The other thing, if you're out there on our YouTube channel, and we're excited to see that our YouTube uh, viewership numbers are going up. If you're not following us, or what do they call it there? Subscribe? Subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Let's get those subscribe numbers up. That's right. Uh, and so that way you can also get alerts every time we put out new content on, on YouTube. Isaac, anything you want to mention? Always want to throw out there the merch, man. If you guys are interested or have a need for something to, you know, set off your new shoes or your new pair of pants, it's Brothers on Tennis Gear. So get get you a hat, get you a shirt. We got hoodies. Um, it's still kind of springtime, so you might want to get a hoodie or prepare for Christmas. I don't know. But we got merch. Definitely get out to our website, brothersontennis.com, the shop page. And uh, and check check us out. Check check it check out the merch, and uh, hopefully you see something out there that you like. And you got to get that camouflage hat. Camos all day, bruh. Camo all <laughs> day. <laughs> and as a final reminder, you know, if you can join us next Monday, uh, April the 11th at six o'clock p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern. 
of the collab show with the at the net podcast guys and uh we're looking at having a really good time we will release it as a podcast as well so if you can't join us live be sure to catch us uh in recorded form uh and we're really really looking forward to that that's right should be good all right so well with that everybody enjoy the good tennis that we have out there uh this weekend this week and we will look forward to getting back with you next week uh on behalf of the podcast this has been your boy bryce and this is your boy isaac and we are brothers on tennis be well everyone You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.